right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night. This is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it going? Not bad, my man. How are you? I'm doing well. So we... Uh, are, are, are you sure? And I asked that for a specific reason. Well, actually, two specific reasons. One, you received your second dose of the vaccine. And two, we had... A zombie sighting on uh, on Sunday evening, and on top of that, ladies and gentlemen, the Miz was eaten alive. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, okay, you know what? We we we're not doing the movie segment tonight, but I'm just gonna throw this movie out because it popped up in my notifications on my phone. I told you I have that app called Movie Pro uh, downloaded on my phone where I can watch like movies. Right. There's a movie that came across my phone today called <sighs> Zombie with a Shotgun. Oh God! What? Well, what? Well, what? I, well, at least that's that's gotta be better than um. I, I don't know if you ever heard of this one, but since um since we're going with the zombie theme. Did you ever see the movie called Zombie Strippers? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm not into zombie movies. I just, I've never been to yeah, zombie movies. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was stupid. <laughs> it was just really weird. But, you know, anyway. You know, I, did, I, did, a, I did see Night of the Living Dead because everyone has to watch that one at least once. Well, you know, I'll have then I'll have to uh, pay my toll eventually because I haven't seen that one. Because uh, plus, my brother used to used to copy that one scene where the brothers uh, scaring the sister and telling her that the zombies are coming for her. He's like, "They're coming for you, Elio." Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, <laughs> might, that <laughs> might make me shit my pants. It, you know. Know. Uh, yeah. And by I'm the way, dead. fans, Night of the Living Dead is, there is a color version on YouTube. I would recommend you don't watch it. Stick to the original black and white because the color version is awful. Well, as a general rule, you stick to the originals, you, you know. Like I hate, I hate when they take these black and white movies and they and they uh, like transform them into color because it's just not the same. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Right, you, so you know what else isn't the same? The WWE professional wrestling. Yes, <laughs> yes. This is not the WWE that we grew up watching, no, ladies and gentlemen. No, this, it is not. This is the WWE infested with zombies. Jeez, what the? What? Why? why? Oh, God. Okay, I, I have to I have to put this out there because. Uh, I don't know what, what kind of like bizarre alternate universe we're living in with zombies and all that, but it's called w, the WWE universe. That's but, the but, 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 universe we're living in. But have you have you seen this? What Ryback is doing now? Yeah, I wish that guy would shut the fuck up. Oh my god, he actually put up a poll like uh, asking fans to vote whether they'd want to see him again or whether WWE, AEW, or retire. It's like, please don't vote retire. It could affect my future. 
Uh, yeah, and he still voted for him to retire. Like, dude, just go home. And then, and then he must have. I, I wonder how many times he voted that poll because uh, he also thanked the fans. Like, thank you all so much for not voting. Retire. I guess retire is not an option. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, you know, shut, shut, the, shut the fuck up, right? <laughs> he just and needs to go away. What, and what was the tape rolling when I said that? Because I, I mean that wholeheartedly. Yes, we are rolling. But other than that, um, how was your uh, how was your week other than the uh, COVID vaccine? So my week uh, was pretty good. Actually, uh, I did something out of character, which is I didn't watch any wrestling at all. No Raw, or no NXT, no NXT UK, no SmackDown. I watched them all like uh, one after the other, like I believe on a Friday, Saturday night, or Sunday rather, because I was feeling a little better on Sunday. Oh, very good. Well, so, I, so I sat down and watched them all to see what I missed, which was not much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, especially on uh, on Monday Night Raw, which is just three hours of my life I can't get back. Oh, you know, it, it, it's like this, ladies and gentlemen, because I could go on and on and to a certain extent, I feel like I say the same shit every week. But you know what? It, a, a truth is a truth no matter how many times you say it. Right. And honestly, when I watch Monday Night Raw, I feel like my soul is being sucked out faster than Shane Sung in Mortal Kombat. Good God. Will you please make it fucking stop? The only reason, and I swear this is true, ladies and gentlemen, the only reason that we cover Monday Night Raw on this podcast is because whether any of us like it's it or our job. Yeah. Well, we don't get paid for this, but one day we it's still we a job. Will. Well, exactly. It's still a job to watch Monday Night Raw. I can fucking assure you of that. Um, but you know, the the thing is, whether we like it or whether we don't, Raw is the number one show in in the wrestling community. And and if we didn't cover it, we'd be fucked. So that's that's why we do it. But having said that, Elio, you get off easy because you don't have to watch this shit because you get to do a podcast on Monday nights. <laughs> although, you, although you, you look you lucky little five foot one leprechaun fucker. Oh, I, I <laughs> swear. I swear to God, I if if my foot could reach from the state of Maryland to the to Canada, my foot would be so far up your ass you you'd be tasting my shoelaces on a Monday night. That's gonna leave a mark. Exactly. <laughs> okay, hold on before we go on. I can't believe this. I'm looking at my uh, my uh, cable company uh, app. NXT was on at 8 o'clock. It never recorded. Unless it was a replay of uh, no. last, last week. No, no for, 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 for me, at least. No, it wasn't because... No, no, um, for me. I'm talking about for me, at least. 
Yeah, but I'm just saying it wasn't a rerun, so something got messed up for you. But have no fear because I'm here to cover uh, both Raw and NXT for you um, tonight. So uh, without- I do have Sam looking forward to that, but um, I just want to point out I've never been a fan of Shane Strickland or Isaiah Scott. But I'm liking this new uh, faction that he's got. Absolutely. And, and um, I, I'm right there with you. I, I, I really like Hit Row Records. All right. So let's say we get into this. Uh, we are going to kick things off with the WrestleMania Backlash. By the way, let's run down for the fans what we have lined up. We have WrestleMania Backlash, Shawn Michaels' biography, Money at Raw, and NXT, and then I'm going to throw a couple of uh, sets of trivia questions at my co-host here. And one of them has to do with WrestleMania Backlash, while the other has to do with Rey Mysterio. Ladies and gentlemen, I would I would like to state this publicly. If I don't do well on the, the uh, Rey Mysterio portion of the, of the trivia... I will voluntarily mute myself for an entire segment of next week of next week's show because I have no excuse to not know Rey Mysterio because he's my favorite wrestler of all time. So. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 making a note here. I'm I'm actually gonna I'm actually cutting your finger and I'm signing your name in blood on the contract. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> you know, if if I if oh I God, what is wrong with me? If I fuck if I fuck up, um, you know, you can uh, feel free to mute me for an entire section of the show on uh, Saturday. Okay, so let's get into the WrestleMania backlash. Then this show. Uh, you know what? Okay, we we're. we're we're not doing anything from last week, so this is a brand new week. I think we should grade this pay-per-view. Start, we should start grading shows starting with this pay-per-view. I absolutely agree. All right, so. WrestleMania Backlash. Why are we going back? I know what. WrestleMania 37 was so, was so much fun, like with the actual fans in the crowd. But now we're going back to the Thunderdome. I just, I don't know. I just, I just wish they would like actually slowly start going back to live events. Well, apparently, apparently that's happening on July 16th. Okay. I, I, I believe that's the official date of when they're bringing uh, fans back on a permanent basis. And so, uh, yeah, around, around that time is AEW as well. So we're we're getting closer and closer. All um, right. So WrestleMania backlash. I don't even know what to say. This was the most predictable card because now, as you know, on my other show, I play uh, a pay per view points game. Right. I got every <laughs> every match right on that on this pay per view. Is how predictable it was. I, I was in third place in the top ten. Well, I and I I would have I would have uh, done a clean sweep on this show had we had the opportunity to do a preview show. 
Um, I cannot believe this, Ben. Okay, you know what? Let's just get into I know you don't watch kickoff, so I'll take that because even though I didn't get to see it, to, but and I actually I'm gonna tell you something about that off air. That, cool. that that was uh, kind of weird that actually happened to me <laughs> on Sunday night. Okay, so we had Seamus defeating Ricochet on the kickoff show. They gave this match seven minutes and thirteen seconds. And that is so random. Like, why would they? Why would they pair Ricochet with Ricochet Se- with Seamus all of a sudden? They have, they have totally killed this guy. Which I. Literally, I am so pissed off about Elio. You know, we go on and on and on about how, um, you know, NXT talents routinely get killed on the main roster. And and there are a a few guys where I just find that to be absolutely blasphemous. And the guy at the tippy top of that list for me is Ricochet. Mm-hmm. I I I don't care. You could you could potentially you could potentially make a more compelling arguments for different guys, and I wouldn't argue with you because there's a plethora of them to choose from. I mean, look at what they're doing with Keith Lee. Where the fuck is Keith Lee on the back of a milk carton somewhere? Oh, 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 I feel. Didn't he? Didn't he and me just get married or something? That's that's not why he's gone, bro. I swear to God, that's not why he's gone. I don't know. That, that's just that's what that's what people would probably say. I don't know. Well, that's because they're clueless fox. But well, yeah, uh, no, I was course, I was actually thinking about this uh, the other day. Where is Keith Lee? I was actually like, thinking about I, that. I don't. I don't know. Somebody needs to call John Walsh on that one. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need some Benz, if you don't know who John Walsh is we can't be friends exactly thank you <laughs> thank you uh, you know but but yeah you could make a compelling argument for for NXT and who 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 um Raw has fucked up the most from you know NXT call-ups my my pick is Ricochet because they have made him completely irrelevant in terms. Okay, here are my two picks: my for for the men's division and women's division. Okay, Ricochet and Shayna Baszler. Oh yeah. Would you agree? Yep, Shayna. I don't know what they've done to her, man. She went from being the NXT Women's Champion to. She was she no she was she was Raw Champion or no no right no she went from women NXT Women's Champion to Tag Team Champions to I don't know what she should have been a, a, a champion on the main roster by now exactly I I, I don't understand it. okay so let's kick off uh, the show we have the Raw Women's Championship is a triple threat with Rhea Ripley defeating Asuka and Charlotte Flair. They gave this match 15 minutes and 22 seconds. And, and you know, here, here's, here's the thing that confuses the hell out of me. Now, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't... Aren't they running with the storyline that Charlotte got suspended for... for um, 
for roughing up a referee. Then they brought her back a week later because she's in cahoots with Sonia Deville. <laughs> yep. She she big she pretty much strong arms her way into a, a triple threat situation, which. Yep in and of itself makes absolutely no sense for her to be in there because she hasn't done anything to earn a women's championship match um you know since she came back um other than the fact that she's a flair and someone in upper management really has a horn on for her clearly um you know, I'm not saying that she's a, she's not a very good wrestler because she is, but come on now. Um, but talking directly about this match, um, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense because um, she, she's had very little to do um, with with this feud because. She completely disappeared before WrestleMania. She wasn't on WrestleMania. She get she gets she gets suspended. You know, they they, they fuck up that storyline. She begs for um, Sonya Deville to to give her a to to give her a chance. She gets in the match and she watches Rhea Ripley pin Asuka off of the Riptide. Okay, she she is out of talking about Charlotte now. She's outside of the ring as Oscar is getting pinned, and she walks away. And then she and then she comes she comes in to see um, Adam Pierce and uh, Sonya Deville the next night on on Raw. And then she goes. Um, well, I want a, a, a singles match. She loses that singles match after <laughs> after Sonya Deville says, "If you win, we'll talk about it." Oh my! But uh, but but despite all of that, here here is what pisses me off the most. Right, so. On two occasions, because remember we had two triple threat matches um, at this pay per view, and and um, and um, of course the women's match being the first example. But both occasions, when Charlotte Flair and Drew McIntyre, they said that I wasn't the one pinned, therefore I didn't lose that match. Um, excuse me. Um. Uh, I'm gonna have an aneurysm uh, live on the BNC Progression Wrestling oh, Podcast because you know, in my 30 years of watching wrestling, I'll I'll, I'll be 33 uh, in just a couple weeks, and um, in my 30 years of watching wrestling, ladies and gentlemen, it, when you have three people in the ring. There's one winner and two losers, okay? It's not it's not one winner, one loser, and one guy didn't didn't win but didn't lose. It's one winner and two losers. What the fuck are they doing? See, this is what pisses me off because not not only are they spinning in the face of the fans, 
when they do this bullshit. They are spitting in the face of their own history because they're making shit up as they go along because they can't come up with something more creative because they don't have anybody, um, especially on on the uh, men's upper card. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, and you're getting a preview for a rant that's going to take place later later on uh, in this uh, pay-per-view recap here. But, uh, but what I'm saying about Charlotte still rings true. Why the <laughs> fuck would she be in any consideration for any title right now? Now, we, we know the answer to that question, ladies and gentlemen. We know how WWE works, okay? But I'm talking about from a storytelling perspective, why the fuck wouldn't Charlotte Flair be at the back of the fucking line? Elio, do you have any thoughts? I'm lost on this whole Charlotte Flair. Like, I just don't get it. She's off of WrestleMania. She's suspended for... Assaulting a referee, she's brought back after she after she apologized. I just don't get it. Like, and there are other people that think she belonged in this uh, triple threat match for the championship, which I'm like, no, I'm thinking no. She's okay, had. Well, well, I want to talk to the nun nuts. How many? How many? How many uh, chances are we gonna? Are we? Is she gonna get here? Limitless chances, apparently. This is terrible. I mean, it's it's just it's embarrassing. So, um, oh yeah, how should we do this? Should we grade each match, or should we just give the whole show one final grade? Uh, let's do uh um the whole show one oh, yeah, final yeah, grade. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Um. Okay. So next match. Dominic and Rey Mysterio defeat Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode to become the new tag team champions. We we already saw this one coming because oh, absolutely. The, which you know what? Whatever, I'm 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 fine. Did you really like Ziggler and Roode as champions? Or no, I thought that I thought yeah. their reign was terrible. Um, I no, I don't know if I really like this team. I don't. I, I just, I'm not feeling. I just think they do better on their own. Talking about Ziggler and Rude. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, but he, here's here's the thing, right? So, um, on the pre-show, an angle was run, and I didn't see this. They they talked about it. During the match. Okay. Uh, I, I missed this one. Oh, wait, no, I saw it was this where Mystery was attacked, that Dominic was attacked. Yeah. Okay. And so an angle was run where one of the dirty dogs, I didn't see which one, attacked Dominic to make this a handicapped situation. Mm-hmm. Right. So now it. We're in a situation where we sh- we shouldn't be in here because in at no point was this ever teased to be 
a handicap situation. You knew right off the bat that this was never going to be a handicap situation. It makes no sense because the story's there for the fair, for the fairy tale ending for the first ever father and son tag team champions. Why couldn't they just run with the normal fucking match? You knew the, you you knew from the very second that Ray came out alone, that Don was going to come in, ho- hobble down to, to the ring, and get, get the hot tag from his dad, and off we go. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yep. So. But, the, you know, it, it's, it's good to see the men's champions, and uh, well, who do you see uh, beating them, though? Or, Yeah. I don't, I don't know because they don't I, have there a is fucking no tag, tag team. division. Yeah, I was about to say, I, like, I can't. I don't... Okay, all right. You know what? I've had it, Ben. I've had it. I'm done. Next up, we have Damien Priest defeating the Miz. I am done. Fuck this bash. Oh, okay. you know ladies, what? ladies and gentlemen. The reason we had zombies involved in this whole fucking thing was, if you didn't catch this, okay, Batista did the voiceover for the intro to the pay-per-view. Oh, did um, he? I missed the intro. Uh, yeah, because because they were um, advertising his new movie, Army of the Dead. That's why they had this. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I it's in theaters right now. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, that's the reason why they did the zombies and the whole, you know, let's have them eat the Miz at the end of the fucking match. Okay, look, if you if you want to advertise a movie that one of your big stars is in, that's fine, but don't do it in a match where. Where, you know, zombies have nothing to do with The Miz or Damian Priest. And Damian Priest and The Miz have nothing to do with Batista. And 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 this is where I was talking about before. Like, are we, when I said, are we living in an alternate universe? Because we are right back doing his stupidity on Twitter. We have Dave Batista, who has nothing, not, nothing whatsoever to do with WWE promoting his movie. In, uh, and the way that they went about promoting it is just, uh, just stupid. So zero it, out of five. That's it. I'm done. Zero absolutely. And um, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, out of protest for this very um, weird decision, uh, we're gonna take a very quick break, and I'm gonna um, I'm gonna resist the urge to uh, not break my <laughs> headphones on the way out. Um, Elio, could you hit pause just uh, momentarily for me? All right. All right, fans, we are back. Uh, my co-host needed to take a break before he before he blew a gasket, and I just had to let up this gi- gigantic scream. I just I just had to let it out because I can't take this anymore. Ben, <laughs> I, I, I I really don't blame you. I um. Look, I mean, I'm I'm happy for uh, the Mysterios, but as soon as we got into this Damian Priest and the Miz situation, 
I just wanted to to throw a brick at my brand new television. I I mean I just can't stand this shit. I you know and Elio, we, we we say some sort of variation of this every week. I understand that, but but I don't understand how how this kind of stuff makes the air without somebody, you know, in the back looking at the script and saying, you know, this is really fucked up. This is this is this is bad. Especially that end. Come on, that was ridiculous. Like the zombies eating the Miz. Yeah, and then and then come to find out the reason why they did that was to write him off because he suffered an injury during that match. Now, okay. now, granted, I'm, granted, I'm not sure that, that they knew the severity of the match, of the injury. <laughs> but see, 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 fans, my co-host is allergic to the bullshit. Exactly, I'm allergic to bullshit WWE booking. <laughs> now, now, um, you know they didn't realize at the time that he had torn his ACL. Um, but, uh, but regardless of whether they did it to cover up an injury or not, um, which I, which I read it was the planned ending anyway, so apparently they were going with this, but it just happens to work out to be a write-off angle, so it makes sense, because technically the Miz is dead, because he was eaten by the undead. Um, according, uh, according to WWE's logic, that's what I'm uh, supposed to believe based on what I'm looking at. Um, but I mean, this is just an, an abomination. Like, why are we getting this shit on TV in 2021? Now, on my other show, they reviewed this on Sunday night because we have a show after every pay-per-view called Aftermath and when we go over the pay-per-view yeah. and they give their score like uh, like a one a zero being the absolute worst to um, four or sometimes sometimes a rare five being the absolute greatest so right. one of the I couldn't be there on Sunday night so we had just a host and a co-host um, do, do it on their own yeah, uh, the co-host uh, said, "If I could give the zero, I would, but I'm going to give the zero point five. And I was listening to the show because I listened to all the shows. Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to give it an absolute zero because this was stupid. Oh yeah, it was. There was no reason to do this. All right, None whatsoever. Go, you know what? <laughs> I've had it. Let's move on to the next match here. Bianca Belair defeating Bailey to hold on to the championship. They gave this 16 minutes, two seconds. So I thought this was a, I thought this wasn't a bad match. Uh, Bailey was entertaining, more entertaining than the previous match. Yeah, I mean, look, this is just one of those cases where the aforementioned concept of predictability came into play. 
Um, you know, you, you know it's going to be a good match when these two ladies are involved. And, you know, I, I think that there were some parts of it that were not the greatest. Um, I, I wasn't a particular fan of, of the finish um, involving, um, involving um, Bianca's hair. You know what I see? Yeah. One more match, Bianca Belair and Bailey inside Hill in the South. Well, well, they they could go that route, or or, or do they, do they do, um, or do they do Bianca and Sasha in Hell in a Cell, or do they hold Bianca, or do they do Bianca and Sasha again at SummerSlam? That is what I would do. I would hold off on. I would do Bianca and Bailey again inside Hell in a Cell, just like you said. Yep. And then I would do Bianca and Sasha again at SummerSlam. Yep. Um, you know, because that's the that's the second biggest show of the year, and you'll have fans back in the building at that point. So. And then next we have for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley defeating Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre. I've had it with this feud as well. I'm done with this. They need I don't, to move on. They need to move on. I don't give a shit. Like literally, I'm not saying it was terrible. Like it was, it was average. I mean, there was nothing particularly horrible about it. But by the way, hold on. They gave this one 14 minutes, so they gave the women uh, two more minutes than these this match. Well, any any match. <laughs> Any match involving Braun Strowman needs to get less time. Yep, I agree. I'm sorry. The guy sucks. Yeah, he does. He is the most one-dimensional, useless motherfucker. You're going to get these hands. As, I'm talking as a professional wrestler. I don't understand this guy. I don't get it. There's no appeal to me. None. No. no. <laughs> Have I made my opinion strong enough? Yep. Now, um, as for uh, as for uh, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, uh, here's my problem. Uh, I'm a fa- I'm a fan of both guys. I was happy when Bobby Lashley won the WWE Championship because I felt that he deserved it. I felt, you know, I felt that the way he had been treated when he came back to WWE was terrible. They buried him for three years, and they subjected me to a wedding with Lana, and they subjected (laughs) me to to his ass flex. Um, And and uh, I I had had enough of that, and I greatly prefer uh, this version of Bobby Lashley. Even though I hate the fact, I loathe the fact, I despise the fact that they have broken up the hurt business. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That was a wrong decision to make. It no. made the. It made the champion look weaker and by extent the WWE championship. Wasn't there, were, weren't they talking about possibly adding a, a, a new member to that before they broke this group up? Yeah. 
But apparently Vince just had enough of it, and I hear it, and here we are. Just stop. Go home. Uh, yeah, go back to your nursing home and enjoy your oatmeal <laughs> or some shit. I don't know. What the fuck? Uh, oh, uh, I have something to, to... I have a question for you when we get into the next segment. Okay. But 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 my point is this. So I'm, I'm a fan of both Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am. Uh, but how many times could we possibly see some combination of these two men, whether it be in a single scenario, tag team scenarios, or, uh, you know, uh, or, or anything really, because I, I went back and I, I, I listened to some stuff and according to my research, uh, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre have gone against each other in 2021, just 2021, seven times. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Jeez. And oh. ba- based, on, oh. ba- based on the beginning of Monday Night Raw, which we'll get, which we'll get into in just a little bit, oh. They're still positioning Drew McIntyre as the number one contender for the title. And if you ask me, the only other option is to give him the title at some point very soon because they're positioning Jinder Mahal to come back and and into the title picture, which is a terrible decision because – I don't know if you remember this, mate, but I do because it's burned into my retinas, like like, like seeing my grandmother naked. Oh, oh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I apologize for my clothes. <laughs> what the hell? Well, no, no, just to clarify, I've never seen my grandmother naked, thank <laughs> Christ. <laughs> no, but what do you know about what, 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 what uh, is burning your uh... But it, it's just the the fact that Jinder Mahal was WWE champion. You don't like it? I despise. Why? What'd you hate about it? How many times? And and I'm I'm serious. I I I want to ask you a question. Okay. Now. Because as I understand it, the reason why they were pushing Jinder Mahal in, in 2017 was because they were trying to make a business push into India. Okay. And they said, that, you know, well, there are 1 billion WWE fans in India. I would very strongly doubt that. 1 billion fans um, in India? Come on. I, I, I don't even... Th- I, I mean, seriously... What the fuck? Um, <laughs> you know, I question that as much as I question uh, WWE Thunderdome having legitimate awards that were not created for them. What the fuck? Um, but, um, but no, I, I despise Jinder Mahal. I just... I mean, okay, for me, the, the, the reason why I, maybe I, I liked uh, his championship is... Because it was like the old school heel, like from the late from the seventies, eighties. It was that old school type heel where, like, 
he got he got like all that heat because no one liked him. Well, you know, and I and I get that, you know, he's but in, in my opinion, he can't wrestle. Okay. He, oh, but but I, after after ask, who did I know? He probably didn't like these guys either. Who do you prefer, in the shirt or the Bollywood boys? Well, this isn't even the original industry. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, wait, wait. Because one guy, one guy got got sent back to India. Um, Was it just one guy that's one of one of the originals? Is there? Yeah, uh, yeah. Hold on, let me. I just had this up. Let me see if I can uh, find it again. Okay. So I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought this was the original industry. No. Um, let me let me see if I can let me see if I can find it again. Hold on. Now come on with these names, Veer and Shanky. Yeah, I, I don't think Shanky was original. What happened with the other, with the other person? Hang on, I'll find it. On the fly research. But um, so yeah, why are you why are you linking that up though? Like who who? You okay, here, here we here we go. I I'm sorry. Um, so the the original um, the original Indusher was um was split up because uh, Ringu Singh was paired with Jinder Mahal and Dilshir Shanky. And that's who's known as it was those two guys are beer and shanky now. Okay. The, but the original but um Singh's original partner, his name was Sarav Gujar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarav Gujar. Yep. Okay. Yes. And according to uh according to Fightful Select, um WWE had stated that Gujar had been deemed not television ready and he has been back in India for quite some time. And the last time we saw them, allegedly, because I didn't watch this, was back in January at WWE Superstar Spectacle. Yeah, I never saw that one. I I, I started to, and I'm like, I just can't do this. Right. I don't blame you. I can't. I can't do it either. Um, but um, yeah. So my questions are like, who, which, which parent do you prefer, the Singh brothers or these guys? The Singh brothers. Because I don't know about these guys. Um, I I'm I, not, I haven't seen uh, Shanky. I've never seen him. And the other guy, uh, it's like I've just never seen the original Indusher in NXT. Like I've never really followed them. <laughs> Well, they weren't a big act to begin with. I mean, I I don't I think I only saw them once or twice. So, uh, okay. So, um, do you have anything else on this match or? No. Okay, so that brings us to the main event. Roman Reigns defeating Cesaro by submission to retain the Universal Championship. This match. We went almost 30 minutes. He gave you 27 24. It was very, very, very good. I really I, like this match. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. And then, they, 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 they didn't even uh, make Cesaro lose. Uh, he because he never submitted, he passed out. 
Right, so it's it's a way to make them both look strong because yep. because look, we we know Roman Reigns is not going to lose right now, and he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. He absolutely shouldn't. The guy, the guy, the guy is gold. There's a reason he wears a gold glove on his hand because everything he touches turns to absolute gold. I mean, Jesus Christ! Uh, Jesus. Uh, I have to ask though, Jimmy's T-shirt. Come on. Yeah, I, I mean, it, nobody's bitch. I, I know. <laughs> Come on, you know, that, that's actually, that's, um, I don't know, we, the, that t- some, some t-shirts they come up with. I don't know, we don't know what to think. Because they're pretty bad, some of these designs. Well, y- yeah, but in this case... But this one I like. This is... Yeah, in this case, I actually like that shirt. So I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, man. I mean, as usual, Roman Reigns is the highlight of a pay per view, and um, you know, I was very happy to see Cesaro get that spot, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he delivered, and the, and the fact that this was his first. WWE Championship opportunity. The fact that this guy has never been a world champion before in WWE is a goddamn shame. And like I just said, we know we both knew it wasn't going to happen now. But the fact that it never happened in the past, what in the blithering black fuck is going on? One more match at Hell in a Cell. I I, I mean. I wouldn't complain because you can de- you can definitely um, justify that because I I because I, I, I didn't see that happening. I think we're gonna get one more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because we got three with Kevin Owens. Uh, before that, we got several with uh, Jey Uso. So I can something, definitely see that something uh, just happened. I think we had a we had a, we had a short we had a. Sh- we had a short circuit go off. What's going on? Did you hear that noise? No, that was my, that was my nose. Oh, okay. You see, again, the allergies are acting up. This yeah. pay-per-view. <laughs> Fans. My, my co-host is allergic to this bullshit. I, I don't know what else to put it. Yes, that it's out of sheer love and respect for this podcast <laughs> and and our listeners. And, and oh, and by the way, in all seriousness, ladies and gentlemen, let me let me um pull up the latest numbers for the for the podcast because I, I want to. Oh I yes, wanna, oh, I, I, I want to talk about this. Well, well, I keep forgetting. Uh, yeah, fans um off the air. Um, my co-host uh, threw a number out at me, and Ben, why don't you uh, pull that number up? And, uh, so in total, we we now have three thousand two hundred and twenty-one plays. Wow! And and as point of reference, in sept in the first week of September twenty twenty, we had eight hundred views. Oh, wow! And now and now in. In in May of 2021, we had 3,221. 
Wow. I mean, that is just astronomical. And, and all I can say is thank you very, yeah. very much. Thank you. And, wow. uh, and we are so happy that you guys are enjoying the podcast as much as we enjoy uh, producing it for you. So once again, uh, numbers our, like that is why we do this. <laughs> exactly. Because, like I said, right now this and we are being serious. This is this is a labor of love. This is we're not making money off of this. Um, you know, it, it's a goal of of ours down the line. Uh, but um, you know, but just the love that this podcast has been shown by uh, by this audience. Um, over the last number of months has been absolutely mind-boggling. So thank you very, very much. And uh, I can guarantee you this, if um, if Raw's performance uh, continues the way it is, there is no way that they will experience a rating spike the likes of which the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast has uh, since September. So uh, thank you very much, and uh, we look forward to uh, continuing to produce awesome content for you guys yeah, uh, for, for many years to come. So, uh, right. enough, enough shameless promotion, Elio. Uh, <laughs> so this okay. We've come to the end of this pay per view, Ben. What are we gonna give this overall on our report card? Um, just out of respect for. Um, for Roman Reigns, I would have to give it a, a C plus just based off of that. But if if this wasn't if that if that match hadn't had existed, I would have given it a D. So yeah, because Miz and Damian Priest, you guys get an F. I'm sorry, I love Damian Priest, but that match was just god awful, terrible. Yeah, and actually, in all seriousness, the review that I'm that I'm using to uh, you know. Uh, talk about this. Uh, they they agree with us, and they gave that match an F as well. So. Wow! All right, cool. Very cool. All right. So that's uh, WrestleMania backlash. We're now gonna we're gonna throw it over to my co-host because we are going to get into the A and E biography series. They have been running, and the most recent one spotlight put shine the spotlight on. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. However, before that, Ben, I have a question for you. Yes. Aside from biography, have you seen that other show? Um, let me pull it up here on my uh, app. It's called. Let's see if I can find it here. It is called. Uh, wow, I believe it's called Wanted. The uh, WB Wanted Treasures. Yeah, I have seen that. Not uh, all. How, how many of them have you seen? I, just, I I think I've seen two at this point. Okay, and what do you think? Um, it seems a little too staged. I think they know. I think they know what's in there. Uh, you know, because it's very ran- it, it seems very random to me that they would just randomly find these places. So I think they know what's in there. I mean, it's a it's a cool concept, yeah. Um, but um, you know, it's a little bit it's a little bit too uh, staged for and my yeah, life. Yeah, you know, Stacey Francis is a host there too. Yeah, 
Yeah, from uh, from the uh, hit hit row records on NXT. Yeah. I know. I, I because when it came out, I wasn't sure who the other two were until I read the names: AJ Francis and then uh, the other one, whatever the hell's name was, Diadonis or whatever. Ashanti Diadonis is that his name? Yes. What? You see, why they give these guys names that no one even is going to remember? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but okay, so um, that's that. So we're getting into this Balfi. Um, the heartbreaking Shawn Michaels. Ben, what do you got? So, um, if you are uh, very familiar with the career of Shawn Michaels, um, this uh, this Amy biography didn't provide anything groundbreaking or you know behind the scenes. However, um, I still thoroughly enjoyed it um, mm-hmm. because it really did um, showcase um, Shawn Michaels' transition from being an asshole human being uh, to a, a very, very good human being. Uh, I, I mean, everybody knew that Shawn Michaels was, you know, like the... Um, the professional wrestler in, in terms of his in-ring talent. The, and, and for me, the only reason why I give Ric Flair the nod in terms of being the greatest over Shawn Michaels is because Ric Flair did it first. But, then, but I fully acknowledge that, that Shawn Michaels is, is like... Ten times the athlete that Ray Flair is. It's uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, uh, he began actually began, began in uh, Texas. So because I have on my on my iPad, I've got um that app for the wrestling TV app that has yeah. all the old classics, and they have Shawn Michaels sub champion sub Texas wrestling from nineteen eighty three. Yeah, that's um. That's where he started, and they did um, they did mention that one little uh, piece of trivia that I found interesting that I didn't know um, was that he spent uh, some time living in the state of Maryland as a kid, um, which is where I'm from, um, because his dad uh, was an Air Force uh, colonel, and they moved uh, they moved around a lot to different bases. So did they, did they show a picture of his dad? Yeah. Okay, because I I read a, I was reading a book on Shawn Michaels a while back, and they inside of the other picture of his dad, he looks just like his yeah. dad. Holy, his dad looked like a young Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he did. Holy. Yeah, he does. Yep. Um, but um, but you know, and um, and the other thing too that I noticed was. They used um, a lot of footage from uh, his earlier DVD release called Heartbreak and Triumph, which was from 2009, and I actually own that DVD. Um, So they showed a lot of that footage in terms of, like, interviews with with his parents and stuff like that. So what matches are on that one? They must be, like, mostly WWE, right? Oh, um, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, but um, but like I said, um, 
this biography wasn't exactly groundbreaking in terms of like information that we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they went over all of the all of the talking points, like how he got fired on his first day uh, for you know partying and stuff like that. Did they bring up the WWF Tag Team Championships? Yes, they did. And um, and and both Marty and Sean were talking about how much that sucked. I saw that um, match. That match is on YouTube. I watched that match. Because um, you know, if you don't know uh, what we're talking about, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is back when um, this was back like in the early early days of the Rockers, um, yep. Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. And they had a uh, un untelevised um, dark match with um, with the Heart Foundation. I believe it was on a Saturday main event, but yeah, but it was dark, it was a dark match. It wasn't aired. Right, and so at that dark match, they they were scheduled to win the tag team titles at the time. And unfortunately, the rope broke. The top rope completely broke and snapped off the the ring. And due to this, the ring looked com- completely like tr- like trash. And uh, and as a result, the match was trash because you know you, you can't really have a have a match, but along with with high flyers like the Rockers or any kind of decent match without uh, a top rope. So consequently, the the match was not aired. Consequently, they acted like the match didn't happen. Consequently, they took the titles away from the Rockers and acted like it never happened. Which kind of sucked because I I actually would have loved to have seen them go on go on a one run with the championships. Yeah, and I I th- I think they sh- they should have and and it because they, they were one of my favorite teams like when they first showed up in eighty seven eighty eighty eight. Yeah, uh, yeah, and um, you know, it was it, it was it was very uh, interesting because for me the the rockers were you know well before um, my 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 time really um, you know I wasn't even born till uh, 1988 mm-hmm. so but but it's very interesting to me because I've always been. I've always been interested in the history of professional wrestling. So whenever I would hear of like, oh, this team was really, really good and stuff like that, I, w- I would always want to go back and, and watch them. And of course, the Rockers fall into this category. And, um, you know, I've, I've, seen, I've seen some of their stuff and, and they really should have won the uh, tag team titles. Now they they couldn't have an biography without mentioning the barbershop window. Well, well, of of course not. Oh, that and, was uh, you know what? Now I told you that happened on Chamber Eleven ninety two. However, it took place it actually took place in ninety one. They just uh, recorded it and aired it in ninety two. It took place in December of ninety one. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because back then they would like tape like bulks of shows ahead of time. So they already have them in the can and ready to air from week to week. So they filmed that in the last week of December, I believe, of 91. And they aired it on the January 11th, 92 episode of uh, WBF Wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but but the, the, that was uh, I the, that one stag, stands off for me that that moment when like he just like, super kicked Marginelli. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that didn't. Uh, yeah, that didn't end well for Marty. Yeah, and and you get you get, but you see, do you, do you pick up the little signs there? Like uh, as soon as he tapped Marty. Like basically, turn around. Yeah, you, you could tell. Yeah, but you, you, you know. So obviously that um, that uh, promo or that segment promo, whatever you want to call it, is iconic. Yeah, Sharp segment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it was it was really sad to see Marty Janetti in that um, in that uh, documentary. I mean, you could just see. How that, much that dude's got problems? Yeah, it, it was just really tough to watch his his segments. I I got I asked that barbershop now. You, you how many how much of that have you seen the barbershop? You oh, seen what you've seen what yeah with, like I was gonna ask what you think of that barbershop segment? Oh, I mean I, not that one, just like the show talk show in general. Um, to be honest with you, that's the only one I'm familiar with. Oh, you never saw any of the other one, any other ones? Okay. No. And for me, whatever. It was just another talk show segment. The, the, you can, there's only one Piper's Pit. And that's it. And that's uh, all he did. No one can, no other show can even be close to Piper's Pit. Abs- well, absolutely not. Um, and then uh, they uh, before this, um, they they briefly go over how um, how they got hired in w- in WWE in '87, but were kicked out um, very shortly thereafter. I think within like a day after a scene at a bar. Um, that didn't sit well with the higher ups. It took about a year for them to uh, come back. Um, and uh, I, and I gotta tell you, this is this is interesting because the one part of the one part of this uh, of this whole thing that, that was really. Um, like chilling was um, Michael's actually actually told Triple H that if I'm 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 looking for the quote he he said that he he told Triple H he would have quote died a legend had he took too many pills after his WrestleMania 14 match in 1998. Uh, because um, 
you know, that's when he hurt his back, and that, that was his last match. Yep, that for, was what put him up until 2002. For four years. And yep. then after the – after the, um, well, he didn't go out immediately because that, that injury happened at um, – at the Royal Rumble on the casket match with mm-hmm. The Undertaker, and then he still made it through his WrestleMania match with Austin, and then and then he went home, and then he talked about his um, his struggles, and and this is, is where it got like really sad because you know he documented the, the issues he was having with drugs and how. Um, an incident with his with his son that made him made him go cold turkey and quit. And how eventually he um, he made up with uh, Triple H after making a scene at a 2001 Raw where where they where they almost came to blows. And uh, oh, oh, was that I'm sorry was that was that on air or was that like behind the scenes? No, that was behind the scenes because nobody knew Sean was going to show up to that taping. Oh, and when and when he showed up, he was all fucked up. Oh, he was still he was still a mess. Okay. Yeah, and then it was in 2002 that he, uh, you know, turned his life around by finding Christ, and um, um, you know, and personally, I'm not into the. I'm not a very religious person, but I, but I will say that, that if it gives comfort to people and, and really helps them out in their life, then I have absolutely no problem with it whatsoever. And um, and, and and Michael's uh, or uh, Triple H really brought it, brought up a good point um, when they when they were talking about this because some people were questioning the legitimacy of of Shawn Michaels turning his life around to which Shawn Michaels responded, you know, I haven't heard of anyone overdosing on religion. Um, because, um, you know, it, Michael's drug use really should have killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I found that to be a very interesting quote by Triple H. Especially, especially before WWE, because when he, when they were in AWS, the Midnight Rockers, they were known for partying. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and that's that's why that's why they got kicked out of WWF so quickly. Yep. Um, and then the the other part that I was uh, I was very relieved that they didn't go very deep into was the Montreal screw job because we we've heard. Oh, I think we've heard, we've heard enough of that one. Like I don't know, I don't know how many times uh, they bring it up, like in these documentaries. Of like, okay, so we've already know this. Yeah, and, and even and even the review that I'm looking at of the podcast of of the show, it says it didn't give you a, a very accurate depiction of the screw job. So this. Uh, this review gives you a depiction of of the screw job, which I don't need because we all know what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, but, but then after after they talk about the comeback with uh, SummerSlam 2002, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, uh, then the, the documentary really uh, picks back up in terms of 
uh, bringing a, a positive situation, um, you know, out of this. Because, you know, because Shawn Michaels really did go kind of full circle, um, you know, so... Well, yes, I, think, I think one of one of the WWE games I have on my PlayStation. Uh, they have like the they have like storyline mode. They have the Shawn Michaels Triple H feud. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel which one that was. Which one is that? That I think is it two K seventeen? No, I think so. Might be two K fourteen. Okay, well, I have that one then. I have, because I still have 2K14. I have 14 and 15, and then I missed 16. Yeah. Yeah, I can't play any of that anymore because my uh, original Xbox burned out a long time ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, I haven't played in a long time. I just basically use a PlayStation for movies or whatever. Plus, I got my the fire stick here, so <laughs> I have endless movies on here. Yeah, so, but it was it was a good it was a good um, it was a good show. But the only uh, not really anything uh, that we didn't know. Oh yeah, well, no, before we move on, um, I just want to go back to the book too because you were telling me offline that that, that was a very good documentary. Yeah, it was because I was uh, I started watching it over the weekend. Yeah, and and it was it was very it was it was very different, especially at the beginning, um, you know, because it really delved into uh, you know the the darkness of of you know Booker T's younger life. Um, you know oh. how how his mother died, and how he really could have easily become a statistic. And credit to him because, he, and I, I I mean this wholeheartedly. I'm 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 not I'm not just kissing ass here because he's one of he's one of my favorites. Um, but the fact that he do, he he does not have a formal education, the fact that he has accomplished all of this despite not having you know parents or any or any of that for for large portions of his life, it's amazing to me, and um, you know good good for good for him as as far as I'm concerned because. You know, the, people could have written him off so many times, especially after, you know, he went to to jail for a year and a half for for robbery. Um, I think it was a year and a half. They said, um, but yeah, because it was in eighty seven, I believe they said it was. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, it it really does show you how how people can change if you if you give if you give people a chance and they and they really are good people at heart then sometimes you get stories like this and and credit to booker because um i i really do have a lot of respect for that guy all right so um and uh i guess that's all we have for the barracks right for this week 
Yes. All right. So the next one that we have coming up is on the Ultimate Warrior. I'm looking forward to that one because I grew. That is my childhood right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm. I'll be very interested to hear this too because the only documentary I've ever seen on the Ultimate Warrior was the the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. Okay, so um, yes, now we move on to Monday Night Raw. Oh, boy. oh my god, do I have now? <laughs> you know what? Oh, Jesus. Give, give, give me your highlights and your lights because I'm not going to put you through the whole show. The, thank you. Thank you. And I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure the fans agree with me. This show, apps, you know what? It, it, it just. It is so incredibly soul-crushing, Elio, because when I was young, I'm, I'm talking eight, nine, ten, you know, on up, you know, I grew up loving Monday Night Raw. It was such a big deal to me, helped help me through so much, and, you know, now... And it's not, it's not as if I'm ancient, you know, now, you know, you go from a show that you absolutely adore to watching it dissolve and degenerate and destroy itself and become a show you absolutely hate. Okay, so... Uh, I can uh, I'm not done. I one. I cannot describe the number of times I throw up in my mouth every week that I watch Monday Night Raw. You know, because, because ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm, sho- I'm, sho- I'm showing Elio what, what happens to me. Every week uh, on the camera, so he, he has a disgusted look on his face because he can see this. So I, I, so I'm, I'm sitting, I'm sitting there like this. This is how I start off the show. I have a here. I'll, I'll, I'll paint an accurate picture for you. So I have the the Mountain Dew in my hand. I have a a snack right now. Behind me, you can't see. I have an unopened bag of uh, of Uts barbecue potato chips. This is how I set up for the podcast. Same okay. way, I, same way I prepare to watch wrestling. All right. And and so so I'm I'm all peppy and caffeined up because you need you need a little help to get through Monday Night Raw. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, and so. So I, I'm sitting there, hand on my cheek, you know, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. And it, it, the deeper and deeper we get into the show, the hand starts going across my face. First I, co- first I cover one eye, and then it goes, oh, my God, I can't watch, I can't watch, because you have tomatoes attacking, you have... Planes, trains, boats, and bullshit. You know, a reference to a recent episode of this show. 
I I can't believe what I'm looking at. It's just atrocious. And and so that theme continued this week, obviously. And and ladies and gentlemen, right off right off the motherfucking bat. Yes, yeah, so let's get your Lloyds uh, because I'm not gonna put you through the torture. You already do that enough for yourself on Monday. So go on, go ahead. Off so the bat. We the Drew McIntyre promo. Bad. I mean what 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 was the point of that? I told you I'm done I'm done with this uh, with this you like move on. It's time to move on. Like, what was it? Okay, so he so Drew McIntyre comes out before Lashley can finish what he's saying. Uh, you know, assuming that he's just going to take the open challenge, and then and then of course, you know, Lashley announces that. Um, Oh, oh, it doesn't apply to you or Braun Strowman, blah, blah, blah. But that's not the worst part of this segment, ladies and gentlemen. No. No, 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 no. We have a plethora of beautiful women in, in the ring with... Uh, with Bob, with Bobby Lashley, yep. apparently they were gifted to him as a as a celebration. Um, way too. Why can't, uh, why, why can't we be gifted that? What the hell? Well, I mean, you know, you you talk you talk about women empowerment in WWE, but yet yet MVP refers to. These ladies as a gift, okay? What way to way to stand out no, for no, women no. empowerment? Hold on, hold on. Is that isn't it? Doesn't this somewhat look like what the Godfather used to do when in Junior uh, era? Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, so a little a little bit of an oversight there, WWE. Uh, just a little bit, but but I I digress. So we have these beautiful women in the ring, and you're saying. Well, why is that a har- why is that a horrible segment, Ben? Uh, don't you appreciate some beautiful women? We've heard how much you like Becky Lynch and company in the past. Yes, guilty, guilty as charged. Um, I have zero problem with beautiful women in the ring. What I have an issue with is when they're used as props in terrible professional wrestling segments, as was the case here. So uh, after um, after uh, Lashley informs McIntyre that the open challenge doesn't apply to him, uh, the the two of them get in, get in a brawl, and the ladies start screaming their heads off. Here, here's the thing: they can't get out of the ring very quickly because of the heels that they're wearing. Leo. So meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, they're, they're struggling to get through the rooms. They're struggling to walk down the stairs. God. Meanwhile, as as all this is is taking place, as they're struggling to avoid a wardrobe malfunction worthy of Janet Jackson in two thousand one. Um, they're screaming the entire time this is happening. 
at the top of like you know so the whole thing is just a clusterfuck. Just, just. So the, I'm guessing this is your first low light of many on here. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, that's the low light number one. I'm, I'm keeping track of low lights for you. Go ahead. Low light number two, AJ Styles versus Elias. Mm, Why the fuck is AJ Styles in the ring with Elias? Why? Yeah. I, 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 I don't get it. Did you hear what... what, what I, I Did you read this piece of news. Apparently, Jackson Riker's in line for a push. Apparently. I, I why, don't know. Why? why you know, what? I, I, uh, I don't know. Fuck, I've had it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, that's uh, two. Low light, low light number three. Uh, Angel Garza versus Drew Gulak. Oh, only, bad. This is bad. The only positive is rather than have a rose stuffed up his ass, we got a rose stuffed <laughs> in his mouth. I can't um, believe you, you, you literally said that last week. I had to like, oh, like I'm like, wait, did, did that just really happen? <laughs> Um, ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, Drew Gulak is running out of orifices. <laughs> Go ahead, that's number three. Uh, low light number four. Um, the uh, the twenty four seven championship is still a thing. Oh, jeez. Uh, um, Do we have a new champion? Yes, and his name is Akira Tozawa. Okay. Go oh on. my god. Uh low light number five. Okay, yeah, go on. T- Tamina and Natalia versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Yeah, why? In a in a rematch for the women's tag team titles. Nobody, nobody cares. Low light number six. <laughs> this is not the last time we see Tamina and Nia Jax because they are guests on Alexa's playground. Oh, jeez. Okay. Where the where, where the fuck is this going? They they wrote off the fiend off of television. Uh, they have destroyed this character. Which was one of the best they've ever had. Please don't make me go on a, on another fiend rant. I've had enough. Please, just. But my my point being, ladies and gentlemen, why did they get rid of the fiend only to give his his character and his creation to Alexa Bliss and Lily? Why? And furthermore, um, for the point for the purpose of this little light, why? Is Tamina Snuka and Natalia on Alexa's swing set? It's a good question uh, because I'm pretty sure they're not the ones that she has her eye on. Well, well, if well, if they are, God help us all. But I don't, uh, you know, I don't. I can only hope that that's not the case. Anyway, uh. Low light number. What are we up to now? Seven. Seven. Alumbra Jack match again. What? 
This time, we don't have any zombies, but we do have John Morrison taking out for his fallen friend against Damian Priest in the second Lumberjack match in two nights on WWE television. And I couldn't give two shits. And little item number eight, Nikki Cross was one of the Lumberjacks. I'm sorry. Hold on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Out out of, of, uh, they were were all all guys around the ring. She was the only one out there on the women's roster. I believe so, because she's the only one that I saw. That's him. Okay. I, I got nothing to on. Okay. Now, low, low light number... Nine. Nine. Yes, yes, sir. We're setting a world record <laughs> right here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. This is bad. The, the Guinness Book of World Records ain't got shit on Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen, because if you'll recall, and this is not a low light, but it bears mentioning, mm-hmm. before, before I mention low light number nine, uh, you, you need to understand, LAO, that Kofi Kingston competed against Randy Orton and beat Randy Orton earlier on in the evening. Okay? Just bear that in mind. Yeah, it was a RK bro and um, uh, whoever uh, in the New Day versus versus uh, the, I uh, Elias and uh, whatever, right? No, no, it was just Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston. Oh, okay. All right. I must think the last week. And then Orton got distracted by Woods tooting his horn, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then I riddled him. We, how are we supposed to make friends if you keep RKOing everyone? Well, whatever. So I, I, I don't okay. care. But, but, but it bears repeating for low light number nine because the entire theme of this three-hour clusterfuck was who is going to answer the open challenge issued by Bobby fucking Lashley, who, I have to remind you, is the WWE champion. Uh, And I remind you of that because we have another open challenge taking place with the United States championship holder, that, of course, being Sheamus. You can't make this shit up. Good job, Bruce. God, this show sucks. (laughs) Anyway, finally, after setting that table so eloquently for you, let me finally get you to low light number nine. And the end of the disastrous number, 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 number Number 10. No, 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 no! All, all of that was a prerequisite. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This, this, My bad. Okay. This Why? is num- This is number nine. Okay, so, on. so, 
All throughout the all throughout the evening, we were promised a WWE title match for the main event. Guess who challenged? Guess who challenged Bobby Lashley? Oh, I know this one. In the main event, I know this one. Kofi Kingston. <laughs> yeah, so that's low light number nine, nine because nine. because you you kept us waiting for. Three hours for Kofi Kingston. Why the fuck is it? Can someone explain to me what Kofi Kingston has done to earn a WWE Championship opportunity? And low light number 10. There is a low light number 10, ladies and gentlemen, because remember I said it was a WWE Championship match? Because they said it was all night long? Mm-hmm. It wasn't a title match. Because, because. Before, before the bell rang, uh, um, MVP had said he never said it was a title match. He, well, he damn sure confirmed that it was because all night long, who's going to challenge for the WWE Championship? Oh, let's let Damian Priest throw his hat in the ring. He might challenge for the championship. Uh, let's let Shelton Benjamin throw his hat in the ring. What the fuck has he done? But he wants a chance at the championship. Uh, Cedric Alexander wants a shot at the WWE championship. God help us all. Uh, because they can't book him right in his current position. They want him as WWE champion material. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be in that spot, but I'm just saying. So let me let, let me guess. There is no highlight. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you want me to do here? I I I could probably guess your grade for the show. F. Um, yes. A resounding F F F F F. Because okay. say say it with me on on three. What does F stand for? And what do we say about Monday Night Raw? One, two, three. Fuck Monday Night Raw. This show fucking sucks. All right, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my course out of this misery because I want to hear the, the, this NXT uh, review because I gotta say, I love Hit Rule Record. I was never a fan of Isaiah Swerve Scott, but I like this new group. Yeah, and I, I have to, I have to tell you, uh, you know, um, NXT has taken a lot of flack lately because, you know, quite frankly, as we've discussed at length on this show, um, I think we can both agree that it's just not the same uh, NXT that it was, um, and and it's it's not. Um, there's no argument about that. However, I will say I think that this episode um, was a very, very good episode. Okay, and, we have um, first. I'm following along. Uh, match number one was Tony St- Tony Storm versus Zoe Stark. Oh. The uh, oh. yeah, yes. <laughs> Please, please, do you, you have any um, do you have any sidebar commentary before I get into the? Uh... No, that's dumb shit. <laughs> oh man, I just love you. Here, here I was tired on a Monday night. I'm like, uh, 
<sighs> you know, but now, but now I'm just having fun. This is wonderful. <laughs> and uh, trust me, that's, that, that's, the exact re- that's the exact response I was having when this match was taking place. Uh, because Tony Storm and Zoe Stark, yes, please, sign me up for that. Um, so, uh, in all seriousness, this was a very good match. Um, there was one, uh, there was one part where, um, where, um, Zoe Stark had countered, uh, Project Zero, uh, which is Tony Stark's, uh, finishing maneuver, which is a double underhook powerbomb. Uh, but she countered it into into a uh, hurricane rana. That was a sick spot, and um, and then to to because she was having so much trouble uh, finishing her off with uh, Project Zero, which she had attempted um, numerous times. Um, she got like she decided to try a new finisher. Which they didn't even have a name for it because it was it it was like it was gonna be a back heel trip of some sort, but then she turned it into a DDT, and I can't really describe it better than that because I've never seen a DDT like that. But it was very very good. Um, ne- next up we have uh, we have highlights of. Um, of Legato del Fantasma. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna say I'm not, I'm not upset with Tony Storm winning because I think we're gonna see a rematch on June 13 at Takeover in your house. Yeah, and and I'm I'm not sure it's Zoe Stark's time yet, but her time is coming, uh, for sure. And I'll tell you what, any excuse for me to see Tony Storm? Yes, please. Actually, before you go on with the guy with the Fantasma, can I just say, I don't care about Frankie Monet. Oh, I, I don't either. Oh, no. No. Because no. I'm reading here, she's making her in-ring debut next week. I don't care. <laughs> I, I Well, I, I could give two shits. Um, so we have Legato del Fantasma, who, um, who wants to... Um, Wants to face uh, MSK, mm-hmm. and and they got a, and they got a problem, and they haven't um, they haven't beaten each other. But then here it comes, instead of getting MSK answering the challenge, here it comes uh, Thatcher and Champa, and we're go- we're gonna get um, we're gonna get Thatcher and Champa versus uh, Legado del Fantasma later. Um, and then we, we get an absolutely, um, awesome, uh, video package for Bauer versus Cross at the next NXT TakeOver, um, in your house special. Um. So is that a prime target segment or something? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's how they, um, that's how they, uh, um. That's how they set this up. And I got to tell you, if this is what they're going to do for big matches in the, in the future, I'm digging this because this video package was fantastic. Um, ne- next up, we have uh, 
Cameron Grimes versus Jake Atlas. Um, Tony's or uh, not Tony Storm. I still have got Tony Storm on the brain. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you, you can't you can't blame me for that, ladies and gentlemen. But um, the most entertaining part of uh, this less than five minute situation between Jake Atlas and Cameron Grimes is um, Ted DiBiase actually shows up, distracts uh, Cameron Grimes, and costs him and costs him a victory against Jake Atlas. Um, so that was cool. And then next up, we have Alexander Wolf versus Killian Dane. Um, former, former Insanity members. For, not Insanity. I mean, sorry, former Insanity members. Insanity. Or wait, what? Yeah, former Sanity members. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you think about it? Insane Clown Posse? I don't, I don't think so. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, well, it was Insanity with the way they were treated. Uh, exactly. Um, so we have Alexander Wolf versus Killian Dane, and um, and um, Bartel and um, and uh, um, oh, who's the other guy? Fuck. I can never... uh, Yeah. So both both of those guys are on the outside, and they're trying to get. Um, they're trying to get Wolf to use a chair on uh, Killian Dane. He doesn't want to do that. He's hesitating because of their history. Uh, he finally goes to hit him with a chair only to get uh, completely run over by Killian Dane with his, with his um, like big, uh, you know, like body splash kind of thing, like in the middle of the ring where he just like flattens them. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I just running over them. Um, and then after the match... That's why I was going, oh, because I'm reading about what happened after the match. Yeah. And then after the match, uh, Bartel and Eichner uh, kick the shit out of Wolf, and uh, presumably he's out of um, Imperium oh, for... Wow. Uh, for failing to follow orders. Ooh, okay. Um, because they just, you know, they beat the shit out of them. Can, and we, see, can we see the, a new sanity in uh, NXT? I hope not. Yeah, please, no. Drake Maverick belongs nowhere near a group like that. Uh, no. Um, but easily the best match of the night was Legato Del Fantasma versus Champa and Thatcher. I'm not even gonna. I, I'm not even going to attempt to take you through this. I'm. I'm just no, begging. Don't. I want to watch this. I have. A yeah. Reco- I'm recording it tomorrow. Yeah. Um. Because because Elio hasn't watched it yet because it airs on. Uh, on uh, Wednesdays in Canada, only, uh, only, only for this week. Otherwise, it would have been on Tuesday nights. Yeah, but because of the special circumstances, I'm not going to review this match because I want to. I want to hear what Leo has to say about it once he sees it. Um, and uh, then it's Saray versus Aaliyah, and God, Come on. I, well, why are we doing this to Aaliyah? 
But can yeah, I? Ali is my girl. Come on, why you gotta do this but, to her? And, and right. she looked absolutely beautiful uh, tonight. I got, oh. I got, I got to tell you, she, she really did. Triple H, can we have a talk? I'd like to know why you're doing this to Aaliyah. Well, can I can I be uh, with you in that discussion? Because I want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> I might I might ask him about some other women other than Aliyah, but I I still want to hear what he had to say on the subject. Um, and then we get Hit Row versus. Uh, oh, I love Hit Row. Go on. Versus Jobbers, and of course that was a two-minute squash. But I I love actually not necessarily not not really Jobbers. They're two or five. It's a Devarian twenty niece. Oh, I I didn't notice today. I was too busy focusing on uh, on um, uh, hit row. But anyway, um, the the real uh, surprise of the night, and I uh, I'm not gonna talk about the match too uh, too much because it was wonderful, and I want. I want Elio to see this. Um, this is the main event. Yeah, but we got a new, um, a new North American champion oh, in shit. in Bronson Reed. So oh, I gotta watch this one. Yeah, it, it was it was really good, and and you're gonna you're gonna love this one. So okay. Um, very solid addition of. NXT tonight. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, that, so what do you give this one? I give it. I would give it a nine. I really would. I I really enjoyed this episode. Because I were doing letters. Oh, uh, I I would give it a a, a minus. I really would. It, it was so NXT so far this week. NXT wins is winning so far. We still have to do AEW and uh, SmackDown in UK. Yeah. So far, NXT is uh, leading. Well, and, and let me tell you something. Uh, they're going to have a hard time uh, getting usurped this week because, you know, this was the first time in a while that I've been, like, fully invested uh, in NXT. I mean, I watch it. Pretty much every week. I mean, I didn't watch it last week because I had a lot of stuff going on. But usually, I always have it on, and I'm always pretty up to date on what's going on with NXT. But uh, tonight, before I jumped on the air with you, I was very invested with what was going on with NXT, and I thoroughly enjoyed this episode very much. All right, so Ben, before we uh, close out the show, I've got some trivia questions for you. Oh God, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have a very good track rec- record with these trivia questions, ladies and gentlemen. So let's see, me, we'll, we'll see you, luck. Let's see how you do. Uh, Concerned, this is uh, WrestleMania backlash. <laughs> God, first of all. Can we cut this shit with WrestleMania Backlash? Can this be a one and done deal, please? Oh my so, you know, God. You know, sometimes I'm thinking it's not that uh, the. Sometimes I'm thinking that I'm looking at these questions. It's not that the people writing this are not right. It's not that you're not wrong. No, it's yeah. not that you're not right. It's that the people writing these questions are not wrong. They are wrong with the way they word these sometimes. Yeah, exactly. 
All right, question number one. Who main evented WrestleMania Backlash the most? First of all, there is no WrestleMania Backlash. This is a one pay-per-view. It's Backlash. But here are your, here are your options. Well, 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 right off right off the fucking bat, um, I have to veto that question. Oh. Because, uh-uh. because, as you just said, there's only been one WrestleMania Backlash. And the reason why I'm vetoing that question is because the the commentary team made that very clear. They were they were selling this pay per view as if it was historic, so automatically that question doesn't count. All right, sir, we're gonna move on then. Okay, WWE Backlash has never hosted what type of match? Last Man Standing, Duchess of Queensberry, Stretcher, or Steel Cage? Has not has never hosted a type of match. Oh God, um, Duchess of Doomsbury. What the no. fuck is it? Uh, you, you know what? I I'm I not even know. Know. I'll, I'll look that up for Saturday. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I'll look that up for uh, for Saturday. That's, that's why I said that because I don't even know what the fuck that is. I've never heard of it's that. Like, it's like it's like some British. Uh, type match, but I'll look that up on Saturday. Oh, God. So, what's your answer right here? Um, Last Man Standing, Stretcher, or Steel Cage? Stretcher. Steel Cage. Oh, fuck. Uh, Alright, so... Uh, uh, Alright. Yeah, this isn't going very well. Who who is the first woman to win a match at WWE Backlash? Jazz, Trish Stratus, Lita, or Victoria? I'm going to say Jazz. Correct. Very good. Randy Orton has never faced this person at Backlash. Mick Foley, Jinder Mahal, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker. Shawn Michaels. Undertaker. Hmm. Okay. Who scored the first pinfall in Backlash history? Gangrel, Bradshaw, Hardcore Holly, or Mankind? Gangrel? Bradshaw. Oh, fuck right off. I'm not pissed at you, I'm pissed at myself. This is just terrible. Which of the following has never won a backlash? Hulk Hogan, Goldberg, Kevin Asher, Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Kevin Nash. When was Scott Hall ever the fuck on backlash? I think they just put random names. I don't know. Okay, a women's title changed hands once at Backlash. True or false? Uh, true. True. Yeah, I, I got one right. Who has the most wins in Backlash history? Kane, Edge, John Cena, Jeff Hardy. Uh. Jeff Hardy? Kane. 
Uh, fuck. Okay, you'll do better with this next set of questions because it has to do with Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Question number one. He won the tag team titles with how many different partners? Three, four, five, or six? Well, let's see. Um, there was, uh, there was Eddie, um, let's see, um, Dom, uh, I'm trying to, I want to, I want to say three. Five. Okay, that sucks. Okay, uh, Rey Mysterio faced who in his first pay-per-view match in WWE? William Regal, John Cena, Kurt Angle, Jamie Noble. Kurt Angle. Correct. SummerSlam 2002. He won his first WWE Tag Team title with Eddie Guerrero, Edge, Rob Van Dam, or Chavo Guerrero. Oh, God. I want to say Chavo. Edge. What the fuck? I don't okay. remember that. What? When did that happen? No, I don't, I don't remember that either. What? When the hell did that happen? Oh, you know what? I'm going to have to... I, 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 have que- I question the validity of some of these quizzes. You know what? You know what? I have homework for a second. I'm gonna look this up because now, now, I, I. Who did he beat in 21 seconds at WrestleMania 25? MVP, Big Show, Mark Henry, JBL. JBL. Correct. Who did he team with in his final WCW match? Shane Helms, Lance Storm, Shannon Moore, or Billy Kidman? Billy Kidman. Correct. And who did he eliminate to win the 2006 Royal Rumble? Randy Orton, Triple H, Booker T, Shawn Michaels. Uh, Triple H. Randy Orton. Oh. And who did he defeat to win his third WWE Cruiserweight Championship? Tajiri, Ultimo Dragon, Travel Classic, Ernunzio. Oh God! Um, Ultimate of the Dragon, Travel Classic. Oh well, okay, well, that, that makes sense. And he has never faced who in a one-on-one match: Triple H, Undertaker, Batista, or Kane. Who has he never faced? Uh, give me the choices again. Triple H, Undertaker, Batista, Kane. Kane. Triple H. Oh, no, I thought there was one where they faced off. 
You know what? These questions, I know this is, I'm gonna even actually after we get off here, I'm gonna freaking go and look that up because I have a problem with some of those questions. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that he's wrestled Triple H before. I I'm gonna I gotta look that up because I've all right, so Ben, we're just bring the show to a close. Absolutely, because I I hate to, I hate to do it on such a flat note because I kind of suck, but um, I I really do appreciate you uh, hanging out late with me, and uh, and uh, luckily we will not be doing uh, you know ten o'clock podcast again anytime soon. I don't think no because. We we'll back because, at our normal time of 7 p.m. on Saturday. Okay, very cool. And uh, with that being said, it is almost 12:45. Oh fuck! So uh, <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get off of here. So we'll, right. see, we'll see you later, folks. Thanks for listening in on the latest edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Okay, for Ben, I'm Elio. This is PC Branch Wrestling Podcast. We'll talk to y'all on Saturday.